Impact 89 FM's own golf podcast. This is The Long Drive. Welcome into The Long Drive. We are broadcasting virtually for the summer as we are uh, at home and away from the Impact 89 FM studios on the campus of Michigan State University. I'm your host, Grace Goodlerick. I'm joined today by my co-host, Jack Latterman, as well as Tim Marshall. We're going to start with a few quick recaps in terms of the MSU men's golf team, the women's golf team, and the LPGA Tour. Uh, Starting off with the MSU men's golf team, uh, they finished ninth of 14 teams at the range-shortened Big Ten Championships at Galloway National Golf Club in New Jersey. The uh, tournament was actually canceled after the second round going into the third round due to uh, torrential downpours uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, the team was led by August Mikoff and Ashton McCullough, who finished tied for 23rd uh, at six over 148 shots for the two-round tournament. And up next, they are waiting to see where they will play their NCAA regional tournament that will be announced tomorrow, Wednesday, May 3rd at 1 p.m. on the Golf Channel. So good luck to them and finding out where they will be playing their regional tournament at. The women's golf team found out last Wednesday where they will be playing. uh, May 8th, 9th, and 10th, they will be playing at PGA National in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, for their NCAA regional, their 23rd regional appearance since 1999. So congratulations to MSU women's golf team. And on the LPGA Tour this last week, the winner was Hannah Green at minus 10 at the JM Eagle Championship in Los Angeles, California. That win moves her to 10th place in the race to the CME Globe, which is a season-long points race on the LPGA Tour. This week is the Hanwha Life Plus International Crown at TPC Harding Park in San Francisco, California. Of course, site of the 2020 PGA Championship won by Colin Morikawa. So now we'll get into a little bit of news uh, surrounding the golf world. We start with uh, what happened on the Live Tour this last week. Taylor Gooch winning his second consecutive tournament on the live tour uh for his his only two wins on the live tour in addition to his one pga tour win for three professional wins for him i believe up next they are in tulsa oklahoma uh, a few weeks from now for uh, i believe their fifth tournament of the season john rom has also set the single season money record at 14.4 million surpassing scotty scheffler's record uh, last year that he set at 14,046,910. He obviously set that record last season. And earlier today, it was announced that uh, 17-time PGA Tour winner, 2003 U.S. Open champion, Jim Furyk will be the captain for the 2004 U.S. President's Cup team at Royal Montreal in Montreal, Canada. Uh, he was also the captain for the 2008 Ryder Cup team at Le Golf National in Paris, France. So hopefully he can uh, get revenge on his loss there in 2018. In player caddy news, Patrick Cantley fired Matt Minister after the Zurich Classic that came out today, and he has hired Joey LaCava, Tiger Woods' former caddy, as well as former caddy for Fred Couples. As his full-time caddy, Tiger gave his blessing to Joey LaCava to be on the bag for Patrick Cantley. There was actually an interesting take from Max Homa earlier this week in a press conference at the uh, Wells Fargo Championship in Charlotte, North Carolina. He thinks that major championships should abandon their qualifying process through the official world golf rankings and should draft players to play in the majors. So here with Jack and Tim today, what do you guys really think about that? I mean, the official world golf ranking is a super hotly contested 
widely debated thing in the world of golf right now. So what do you guys think about that? I think it would make an interesting, uh, like if we were being able to watch that or something, it'd be pretty sweet to watch. But I think kind of relating to Taylor Gooch as well, like he's won two live tour events and he may not even qualify for some of these majors. Right. Um, so I'm curious where live would fit into that because you would think these governing bodies, I mean, I don't, maybe they would want live guys because more audience and all that. But at the same time, I don't, I'm curious where they would fall there. Um, I think it's an interesting idea, but I would be shocked to ever see them change this process. Yeah, it's super hotly contested. I mean, the only way that it's really going to change is if those ranking points are awarded to the Live Golf Tour and right. their tournament. So, yeah, I think it would be cool, but I, I just, there's a lot of biases, obviously, with both tours. And unless there is, just like another statistic to do it. I mean, you already have one in the world golf rankings. I feel like it's just, it's, that's, it's worked so far for however many years, but I feel like a selection show would be a really cool thing. Kind of like how we see it in March Madness and stuff like that. I think yeah. that could have, that could be a cool possibility. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously it's just like a shout out of a canon idea from him as to how it would pretty much be set up, but I think it would be fun and it would get a lot of people interested because nobody, unless you follow golf, nobody really knows how to all these guys qualify for the Masters, the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, the Open Championship. Nobody knows how those guys get there. They're just playing in a tournament, basically, unless you like really follow golf and really follow the qualifying process through all the other tournaments and stuff like that. So I think it would be really fun, kind of a hot take from Max Homa there leading up to the Wells Fargo Championship, of which he's trying to win his third career. But first, we have to get to what happened on the PGA Tour this last week, which was the Mexico Open at Vidanta Vallarta uh, in Paradise in Vallarta, Mexico. Winner was Tony Finau. It's his second win this season. Six of his career finished minus 24, uh, shot 66 on Saturday or Sunday, excuse me. Uh, finishing in second place was the other heavyweight in. The field this last week, John Rahm, minus 21. Finishing solo third was American Brandon Wu at minus 19. Fourth place, Akshay Batia, minus 18. As Jack's boy, he's currently working towards a full membership yeah. on the PGA Tour. He is currently on a special temporary membership, finishing fourth, minus 18. On uh, a three-way tie for fifth place was Emiliano Grio, Eric Cole, and Austin Smotherman at minus 16. John Rahm. In the third round, just blowing everybody away. Cards at 10 under 61 on Saturday. 10 birdies, shoot the course record uh, at Vidanta. You know, with Tony Finau's win, it moves him to fourth in the FedEx Cup standings. He is becoming a prolific winner on the PGA Tour. So what do you guys think of this last week? You know, it was kind of a, it was, it was a great sports week. We had the NFL draft going on. We had Stanley Cup playoffs. We had golf. There was so much to watch. So what did you guys get to watch and what do you guys think about it? Uh, I watched all of it Sunday. I listened um, on the way home, but um, I mean, it was the same first, first three guys, uh, Wu, Ram, Finau, I believe last year in a different order, but um, I'm not sure the last time that happened. That's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the big guys, Finau and Ram, I, I didn't think both of them would, would be prepared to really play the whole um, weekend and stuff, but yeah, that was shocking. Smotherman top five made me, Made me some money back I think you that I've lost. Had him as your top ten, didn't you? I had it as my top ten, and then I bet him top five. 
um, which was huge. And Camp Champ as well. I had a uh, top 20 that was good. Um, Akshay, what a showing, man. He is awesome to watch. He literally looks like he's coming out. He's like an actor or a model. He just is so not like a golf player. It's, it's so funny to watch him. But he, I mean, in his final round with Rahm and Finau, come on. Like that is the experience he gained from that. And you could see him when he was walking, talking to the two of them a lot. Um, I just think that's that's just so awesome to watch. And some of these up and coming guys being able to do that, like that experience is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, just, I mean, it was a great week for the, the up and coming guys for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that experience for Akshay, like you said, is just a perfect thing. Like he's still very young. He's been in the spotlight for a while, but like he's still in his low twenties. So I think that's a, a big thing. And it takes a while to break through on the PGA Tour. I mean, we saw Finau only have one win for however many years, and he was kind of a choker, people were saying. And he kind of he definitely flipped that script in the last 18 months or so. Six wins now. I feel like it's, it's – he's become like a real, like, top 10 player in the world right now. Yeah, he was always pretty much like a, one of those guys that was for sure going to be like top 25, top 30. You know, he was probably going to be on the Ryder Cup team. He was going to be a captain's pick, but he wasn't going to automatically qualify because he never won any tournaments. So now that he's kind of starting to win tournaments, certainly look out for Tony Fino uh, coming up. You guys got any, any last thoughts on, on this tournament? You know, it was a little bit it wasn't an elevated event by any means. We've got one of those coming up. You guys got any last thoughts? It was a great week, you know, yeah, hope, the, hope they continue to play this tournament. The videos of Fina, I don't know if you guys saw caddying for his kids walking. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Course. Like what a good dude. He's the Philip rivers right. of golf. He has nine kids. How many kids? He has a lot of kids. I think he's got, I think he's got five, but that's a lot. Yeah. He, and, and I mean him walking, I think they said three hours after his round ended, he's walking, carrying two golf bags. Like, what a dude. He's such a good yeah. guy. He's so easy yeah, to root so, for. I saw John Rahm giving an interview. I think it was, I don't know, earlier today, a couple of days ago, something like that. Somebody was just interviewing him about, like, his kind of budding friendship with Tony Fino. And he said, yeah, like, if you can't be – if you're on the PGA Tour and you can't be friends with Tony Fino, then something's wrong with you. So, great dude right. for sure. Hopefully, we continue to see him win. Yeah, I mean, he, like, just – that was a great week. I It was a wrong week to pick someone not from the final group to win. That was one of my prop bets earlier. And, I mean, it was just a star-studded final group. I mean, that was just some bad luck on my part. But it was, it was a fun watch on Sunday. Yeah, it for sure. sure was. And, I mean, this was – if you want any more standing on the cream rise to the top, this was it. Like, Fino and Rom were for sure the best – players in the world that were in this field this last week john Rahm with a great title defense he finishes second minus 21 tony Finau wins it minus 24 so there you have it in terms of the two best guys in the field certainly uh showing out this last week so now we move on to another designated event this week on the pga tour the wells fargo championship uh back from a year sabbatical uh, taking place at the Quail Hollow Club this year. And last year, it was contested at TPC Potomac as they moved 
there so Quail Hollow could get ready for the President's Cup last year, in which the USA won in convincing fashion over the international team. Uh, the defending champion is Max Homa. He won at minus eight last year at uh, TPC Potomac. It was a second Wells Fargo win in addition to the three-shot victory that he had in 2019 at Quail Hollow. Finishing tied for second was Keegan Bradley and Matt Fitzpatrick at minus six, as well as Cameron Young. Um, And a solo fifth rounding out the top five was three-time Wells Fargo champion Rory McIlroy at minus four. Like I said, it's a designated event, which means it carries a $20 million purse, so a full allotment of FedEx Cup points. 33 of the, it's a loaded field this week for the designated event, obviously. Uh, 33 of the top 50 in the official world golf rankings are taking, uh, participating this week. 61 of the top 70 in the FedEx Cup. Uh, and one of the headliners this week, Jordan Spieth, it's his first Wells Fargo start since 2013. So interesting guy to watch there. It takes place, obviously, at the Quail Hollow Club, Charlotte, North Carolina. So let's kind of chop it up about the course. You know, Quail Hollow Club is certainly one of the hardest places to play on the PGA Tour. Uh, Extremely tough course, extremely rich in history as well. So let's get into it. Yeah, like you said, it is very hard to score. And it's a lot of these courses, um, especially to this point, We've talked about, oh, you need to be a bomber, but putting, if you're okay, you're fine. This, that's, it's, this is an all around course. Yeah, you um, have to have everything going. You need to, the win. greens are ginormous. So you have to putt well. Long putts are going to be important to even two putt, lag putt some of these up there. Um, bombers are going to be at a real advantage. Irons are huge. Uh, approach is always important. Honestly, I think this is one of the courses where every stat is going to matter the most. Um, par 71, which, Again, yeah. not not super typical, but um, the Bermuda greens are ginormous. Yeah, um, so 7, it's going to be seven thousand five hundred thirty-eight yards. It, it's going to be huge. easy to hit the greens, but good luck putting on these greens. Basically, um, it, it, like you said, so difficult to score, especially if the wind picks up, which it's looking like it can. This is going to be it's going to be a battle, which I think is really fun to watch. Honestly, um, some of the stats I'm looking at: driving distance, fairways gained. And ball striking and off the tee a lot, um, which I usually don't focus on that much, and then putting. But to be totally honest, most of these golfers that are bombers can't putt that well. So it's a bit interesting um, looking at some of these guys. Yeah, it's for sure an all-around week this week. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, last uh, President's Cup, didn't they switch the format around of the course? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So I think, is it going back to its president's cup or is it, it's normal, like it's the normal tour. So I'm pretty sure they like move some of the holes at the end that are the hardest holes um, up so that like, say if someone wins at the 14th hole, they don't miss out on those. So I believe they're playing how it was before the president's cup, right? Yeah. This year they are returning to the traditional green mile, which is 16, 17, 18, the four, three, four finish around the lake in the creek there so yeah they are returning to that this week yeah yeah so that should set up for a a good finish on sunday i feel like every elevated event like there hasn't really been a blowout i guess you could say the masters but everything else has been really tight yeah Yeah. coming down the stretch so i feel like those holes will definitely be important yeah for sure and you know it's as Jack mentioned, it's it's a big boy course for sure. Hosted the 2017 PGA Championship, Justin Thomas won. Uh, 2022 Presidents Cup, USA uh, prevails in victory there. 
And, you know, we mentioned the green mile traditionally 16, 17 and 18, 16 being a 506 yard dog leg, right? Par four, 17 is probably one of the scariest holes in golf, in my opinion, a 223 yard par four uh, with water and it's a peninsula shaped green An 18, 494 yard par four with Creek all down the left side in 2021, the last year that the Wells Fargo was contested at Quail Hollow, it was the fifth hardest course on the PGA Tour throughout the entire season. So it is for sure a big boy ballpark this week. So as always, it's a loaded field for these designated events, which means there are some star-studded pairings. So let's get into our favorite groups of the week because there are definitely going to be some heavyweight pairings to watch for sure. So I'm going to go with the Speed Xander and Tom Kim matchup. Um, I really think that all three of these guys can win. I think Spieth is back, I think, honestly. Um, he's top five, four out of his last five events. He hasn't played here like 2013, like Grace said, which scares me a little bit of maybe he didn't come here, like he was didn't want to play here. Um, but or like the schedule right now, schedule around this is a little tough, so I'm just hoping it's that and it's not that he hates the course or something. Um, but I really think Spieth is back, and I have bets on him to win, and I, I think he can do it. Xander, another guy who, I mean, he's arguably top five, probably top 10 for sure. Um, and just does everything well. He can, he, he's not a bomber, but he hits the ball pretty, pretty far. Um, he can putt, he can lag putt. I think he's impressive. And then Tom Kim, um, it was Homa that he beat, I believe, last year yeah, at the President's great, Cup here. Great President's Cup for Tom Kim yeah. at Quail Hollow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the experience here, I think, does matter. And I could see, I could just see him like top five in this. I, I could just see it. Yeah, I got uh, Morikawa, Hovland, and Cameron Young. All three guys played really well at the Masters. They were kind of lagging behind, but like at one point in the tournament, you could have said, oh, he might have a shot to win. And they're all young. They're all exciting. I think that's a really good group this week. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a, a young guy's course. It's a bomber's course. Uh, my favorite group, I have to do it justice by taking three-time Wells Fargo champion Rory McIlroy, uh, Jason Day, and Matt Fitzpatrick. Rory's a three-time winner of the event, his last being in 2021 at Quail Hollow. Uh, he's first in driving distance this year and uh, as well first in going for the green seventh in approach to the green so approach is huge this week obviously everything is big jason day 2018 champion at quail hollow he's second in scrambling which is going to be huge bogey avoidance as well with the long rough there's a lot of water trees there's everything every possible obstacle that you can get caught up in he's also sixth in strokes gain total strokes gain and matt fitzpatrick you know, kind of one of these guys that's an up-and-comer on the PGA Tour. He's 32nd, strokes gained off the tee, which is going to prove huge this week. He's also a very, very good putter, which as Jack alluded to, these large greens. Um, you got to be a good lag putter, and you're probably going to have to make your fair share of four, five, and six footers to save par on a course like this. He also won his last individual start, which was another uh, designated event at the RBC Heritage. So, those are our favorite groups of the week. Let's get into the one and done that we've got for this week. Uh, last week, another huge week for me. I picked Tony Finau 
He finishes first, obviously, winning the uh, Mexico Open, makes $1.386 million for a total uh, pay for me throughout the season of $6,190,868, Jack. Uh, in second, he takes Wyndham Clark, who finishes tied for 24th, making $62,755. Uh, and Jack has made $3,334,402 total. Tim sitting uh, in last place, he takes Bo Hostler, who had a really strong showing at the Zurich Classic with partner Wyndham Clark. Uh, Bo Hostler, top 10, makes $179,025. Uh, Tim with a grand total of uh, $1,303,558. And Nick, uh, the other member of our podcast who's not on with us tonight, um, he took Patrick Rogers, who also finished in that tie for 10th. $179,025. Nick has won a total of $1,418,346 to remain in third place. So this week, it's a loaded, loaded field, which always makes it really tough to pick the one and done, um, given that there are so many guys that we think have a chance. So let's get into it. Who are our one and done picks for this week? Uh, I'm going Victor Hovland, and I'm really glad that I've I've kept him to this point. I think the course fit is just spectacular. Uh, top 10 in three of his last four events, third here in 2021. He is just so good off the tee, um, driving distance, making birdies. And he can putt okay, but um, I'm thinking if he can put it close, closer than most of these guys, he'll be able to to putt well enough. Um, and I, I think he's going to win. I If I had to pick a winner, I'm telling you it's Victor Hovland. I like Vic too, but I think I've already picked him. So I'm going with uh, Max Homa. He's had some success here. Uh, I just think he may not win it. I mean, it's hard to win back-to-back times, but even if like he has success there and I think he'll, he'll be in the mix during the week. I think he has a pretty decent shot to uh, get some more money for me and get me out of last place. Yeah, he is seeking to become the first back-to-back winner in Wells Fargo Championship history. So I was when I was making this pick earlier today, I was kicking myself because I did not save Max Homa for the Wells Fargo. Why that slipped my mind, I have no idea. But I do like my consolation pick. I have to go with Jason Day to do him justice. Like I said, he's a champion of this event before at the same golf course, 2018. All the numbers stack up. Guy that can uh, – really scramble well, bogey avoidance numbers. He's a good driver of the golf ball. The irons are always typically on, and he's renowned for his putting, which has won him most of his tournament. So I think that this week just kind of sums up everything that Jason Day can do well on the golf course. He's my one-and-done pick. Nick taking Justin Thomas for his one-and-done pick uh, this week. So now we move on to our three guys to make a cut in our mortal lock of the week. One guy to finish in the top 10. Jack, take it away. Who do you have this week? I'm going to start with Hayden Buckley, who before we uh, started recording, I was talking to Tim about, and he's fourth in my model, uh, which was shocking to me. Had a really great finish last week. Um, second off the tee, 11th in fairways gained. Uh, I'm going to be hammering him in DFS. Um and he's a good ball striker. For he's sure. a great ball striker, and I, I, he's really cheap in DFS. His his odds are long, um, so I'm gonna really hit that, and we'll see. I'm gonna be heavily involved in that. Um, second, I'm gonna go Brent Grant, which is a little bit more scary, um, but his strength is off the tee. His putting and approach is 
is really poor, which is why he's so um, so cheap and so far down the board. But he can ball strike. Um, he's good from the proximities, and I'm, I'm going to hope he can do that with his irons. Um, and then Cam Champ is my last one, who played pretty well last week. Um, he's another ball striker, bomber, um, third driving distance, eighth off the tee. Again, struggles putting, um, hoping his irons can get him closer and he can just two putt. Um, that's that's the goal. And then for my top 10, I'm going to go Will Gordon, who another guy who he melted a bit on Sunday, but um, still still played well. He, he's another bomber, driving distance. Um, a guy I played last week, again, does everything well except putts, so that's a little bit um, a little bit scary here. But, again, I, I really like the guys that can just, just smash the ball here. Um, and he, he makes birdies, and he scores. So I'm hoping he can hang up there. Uh, this week I got Alejandro Tosti. He was a T10 last week. I love that guy. A great yeah. story. Yeah. And uh, hopefully he can – he got automatic qualification for this week, so hopefully he can kind of continue that as a corn ferry guy and maybe get a few more starts on the uh, PGA Tour this year. And then Brendan Todd, I don't know. I just saw his name there. And I think sometimes you just – obviously this course doesn't fit his game as being a long course, but he can putt the ball really well. And I feel like you can always default to good putters. So he was one of the guys I took. And then Shane Lowry, he's just, he doesn't matter the course. He's just kind of a dog. If it's like a hard course, I feel like that's where he's just best. He plays best in like tough conditions. And then Ricky Fowler for my top 10, I think maybe this could be the week we get a win been a while i remember in 2017 there was a lot of hype around him at the pga yes, to get it done yep. so maybe this could be the week for him i mean it's been a while but he's been playing well and hopefully he can get at least a top 10 yeah I, I like that pick because you know he's one of those guys that doesn't do everything like he doesn't do one thing great besides maybe putt, but he does everything well and he yeah. does everything well consistently. I was just going to say that he's actually, he's top 50 in every single stat um, on the PGA yeah, tour. Exactly. So, so yeah. he, yeah, he does everything well consistently. Um, and then I was also thinking Shane Lowry because he's also one of those guys that is just doesn't matter. The course seems like he's always contending. He's built for it. Um, but this week, my guys to make the cut, I, went along with more a little bit of the bomb and gouge players as well as a guy with a chip on his shoulder uh sam burns his game is built for this course we saw him at austin country club which is in theory the same type of risk reward that you're going to get at quail hollow maybe not as long but uh him winning the wgc dell tech he's 39th strokes gained off the tee he's a solid wedge player he's average putter which i that kind of scares me but i think he does enough to make the cut this week uh, another guy is Mackenzie hughes who was snubbed from the 2022 president's cup team he has won on a similar course to quail hollow this year the country club of jackson at the sanderson farm championship he's also an extremely good putter he is top 20 in four putting categories on the pga tour including uh 28th in strokes game putting. He's top 30 in that category. Um, and he's seventh in approaches greater than 200 yards. So with this being a long course, you're going to have some long approach shots. He aces those. So I like Mackenzie Hughes to make the cut. My third, Luke List. 
Got to go with one of Jack's guys from last week. He won on a similar course to Quail Hollow in terms of distance uh, and kind of precision and how to play it. Torrey Pines, 2022 Farmers Insurance Open. He's 10th in strokes gained off the tee. He can just mash it off the tee. He's also top 70, 66th uh, in strokes gained approach. So hopefully it's a good week for Luke Lewis. I think he does enough to make the cut. My guy to make the top 10 this week, I was kind of teetering back and forth between a handful of names and finally landed on Siwoo Kim. He had a three and one record last year, kind of leading the stalwart for that 2022 President's Cup at Quail Hollow. He's fourth in proximity from the rough to the whole fifth in par three scoring average as well. So playing the par threes well, he's also one of the known as one of the most aggressive players on the PGA Tour. So he's got all the shots in the bag with all of the clubs. So those are our mortal locks to make the top 10, to make the cut. So that leads us to our favorite prop bets for the week. We've got a lot written down here. There's some interesting names too. Uh, so what do you guys have? Uh, I overdid it a little bit at the top of the board this week. Um, There's a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So I, my first pick of the week was Hovland, like I said earlier, um, plus 2,300 to win. I was on Sunday night when they came out, actually, and he is way lower than that now. Um, And then I took Spieth to win plus 1,800 and Woodland uh, plus 9,000 to win and top 10 plus 750. So I took all those on uh, Sunday night. And then I took Buckley top 40 just from my model yesterday. And this morning I pulled the trigger on Cam Young plus 2,200. Um, Cause I just to think win he's a the good, tournament. to win the tournament. Yep. I think he's a wow. good, good course fit. And I just really like him. Um, I think he's, he's putting better and all that. I, I sort of wish that I didn't take Spieth or Vic there. I don't like having all three of those guys. Um, because I don't have many deep numbers, but um, yeah, I have those three and I seriously think Woodland can compete here. I say that way too often. Um, again, he can do everything except putt. He, he's, kinda, say, he's a solid player except for putting. Yeah. He choked last week a little bit. He finished 35th, but uh, barely made the cut. Um, but I just keep getting, I don't know, man. He, he keeps, he keeps just making me bet him every single week. I bet him way too much. Um, so yeah, those are my guys. I got uh, Stewart Sink top 40 plus 400. Once again, name that just kind of popped up to me. Veteran on tour. I like plus 400 for a top 40. I mean, don't have to play great. You just kind of maybe this can be a week where he puts it together. Uh, Tom Kim, top uh, Asian player at plus 275. I think last year we all saw the breakout at the President's Cup. He plays really well at Quail Hollow. Uh, I like that. A lot, and then for the tournament to end in a playoff at plus three hundred, I feel like once when you get all these guys who are just the top of their class in an elevated event, it's bound to be competitive. And I can definitely see two players being tied after seventy two holes. Those are some good odds. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah that uh, I really do like that. You know, it you you really hit the nail on the head with the playoff there because you get all of these just elite golfers in the field at the same time. And somebody's bound to tie somebody. And yeah, after 72, I could see it being a three man playoff, but I'm sure that's a, a crazy long odds bet on all the books this week, but it would be one of them to take. I don't have it written down, but I'm going to add that. Plus in 1200. Prop bets. 
There you I like okay, that. yeah. I so like that. Yeah, I, I like that in a three man playoff. Um so my top bets, uh Jason Day, the top world player plus four seventy guy round in the form. Well, great history on the course. His game suits this place. Um, and then I also like the winner to play in the final group on Sunday. We've seen how tough it is to really kind of get a rhythm going on this course. You know, you're not going to have a guy that's three shots back on Sunday who's going to go out on Sunday and shoot 65 to win the event. So I like the winner to be playing in the final group on Sunday as minus 250 odds. So if you're going to do that, I recommend throwing it in a parlay to get uh, some uh, better odds on that. I like a Rory McIlroy, Patrick Cantley, top five finishing parlay at plus 1,000 on the books. They both have top five odds to win the tournament outright. Rory's built for this course, three-time champion there, obviously. Patrick Cantley, one of those guys that does everything well type guy. Uh, so I like that. Those two guys as a top five finishing parlay at plus 1,000 on the sports books. So that is going to wrap us up this week. On the long drive, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to catch us every week for the remainder of the season. Make sure to check out all of Impact 89 FM's other podcasts. This has been The Long Drive on Impact 89 FM.